One of the worst things that could happen is finding out someone else is using your name or has copied your invention. And I've been there. As a business owner, you often hear about trademarks and why you should trademark a name or logo. But today, I want to talk about intellectual property in general and how it can actually boost your brand. I'm P.G. Williams, copywriter and brand builder turned business owner of multiple entities. While corporate America is in my past, I've parlayed those skills into the future, focusing on growing my businesses, learning valuable lessons, and helping others do it too. What started as an idea to capitalize off my skills has helped so many to create a strong brand with actionable steps, copy, and content that matters. I created the Talk Like a Brand podcast to give you relatable, simple strategies and advice that makes you think, reflect, and implement. If you're an entrepreneur or one in the making who wants to build a strong brand with a solid foundation, you're in the right place. So let's get into it. So what exactly is intellectual property? We all know that trademarks fall under it, but your brand itself is one of the most valuable assets your business has. In fact, intellectual property is the part of your brand that helps drive your business, like your identity, technology you use, expressions, trade dress, which is the overall appearance of your products or services, any works of art, registered design work and music, and more. That means intellectual property encompasses trademarks, service marks, patents, copyrights, and trade secrets. With that being said, let's talk a little bit of what a brand is. In a nutshell, it's the collection of tangible and intangible assets that help create the identity of your business and its products and services. What do I mean by tangible and intangible assets? Intangible assets are the ones you can't see, like your ideas, but the tangible assets are what are consumer-facing, what most people see and come to know your brand by. Let's look at some common brand elements that fall under IP. Your logos and symbols. Distinctive logos and other elements that can stand alone on their own without anything else are strong parts of your intellectual property. That means, you know, the Nike check or McDonald's golden arches. You can see those golden arches from a mile away and you'll know that a McDonald's is near, right? That also includes the names of your brand and its products. Think about brand names. Are they distinctive enough to warrant a trademark? The name of a certain product or services that's distinctive enough can elevate your brand. Think about Apple as the brand name and the iPhone or iPod. They are all distinctive enough to be trademarked and people come to know Apple by their products and services. Now, most people don't think about brand colors as being proprietary enough for intellectual property, but they are. There are many companies that have trademarked specific colors that are aligned with their brand. Think about Google's color palette or NBC. That peacock is legendary. But what about companies like MailChimp? They're known for that yellow and black. And so these colors all help support their strong brand identity. And then you have messaging. There are certain brands that have taglines or slogans that are universally known. And this makes it a strong brand asset and part of their IP. So that means that Nike's just do it or Burger King's have it your way. What about Allstate and you're in good hands or MasterCards? There are some things money can't buy, but everything else there is MasterCard. That is classic. And they've been around for a very long time. 
So even if someone else is saying it, you always revert back to that brand, right? Now, at this point, you may be saying, but I'm just a micro or small business. And why is intellectual property so important to my brand? And you know what? I'm glad you're thinking about it because your intellectual property is one of the keys to driving growth and competition in the marketplace. When you really think about your intellectual property and everything it encompasses, it's like the lifeblood of your brand. Remember how I always talk about no one can do what you do like you do? I really mean it because you can have many different brands offering the same thing, but they all present their ideas differently. The way these brands express those ideas are just as important as the physical assets they market. So once again, I'm going back to my bread analogy. There are many types of bread, but they each offer something different. White bread, honey wheat bread, wheat bread, brioche bread, Cuban bread, thin sliced bread, pita bread. Guess what? They are all still bread. Now, there are many, many advantages to having intellectual property. Intellectual property helps in building your brand identity. It helps gain a competitive edge over other companies. It can increase your revenue stream by limiting or licensing competitors to using that IP. It can increase your market assets and the commercial value of your company. It can also help in gaining financing on venture capital. It helps create strong business partnerships. It sometimes reduces infringement. It protects your ability to operate. And you can preserve geographic market segmentation. But most of all, it definitely increases the value of your brand. Although intellectual property is important to your brand, it doesn't mean anything if you don't protect it. And so there are four ways to do this. Copyright, trademark, patent, or trade secrets. You should know that you must have some type of expression of your idea because you can't protect something that's abstract. Let's talk about this a little bit more. A copyright protects works from an author. That means any music, literary works, graphical works, sculpted works, recorded, filmed, photography, and architectural works all fall under this category. What many people don't realize is that website works, the form and function of software, the interface, and the code used to make that proprietary software is also copyrightable. When you have a copyright for your work, you have the exclusive rights to use, copy, display, modify, exhibit, present, and distribute that work. And with copyrights, while the protection starts once you actually create that work, you'll have additional protections in court if you actually register with the federal government. For instance, I have a subscription box company as well, and my designs for those boxes are copyrighted, so I can use those designs on t-shirts or wherever I choose. But if I see someone using that design, I have the right to tell them to take it down or to take additional action against them. Now, trademarks are the things that make up your brand like the elements I discussed earlier. Phrases, graphic design elements, your logos, and even unique words are all trademarkable. When you have a trademark, it helps to stop confusion or dilution of your brand in the marketplace. And while it's similar to copyright and it's automatic when you first use it in business, and you may have a TM symbol to put people on notice, you won't have that protection of the government behind you unless you register it with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office or USPTO. This gives you the right to use the R symbol after the item. And one of the great things about this is also after five years of consistent use, 
you can file for that mark to become incontestable, which gives you even stronger protections. So let's have story time again. I have a few trademarks. I've had to issue a cease and desist for one of the trademarks, and then I had to actually take someone else to court for using another one of those trademarks. And while that was an uphill battle, if I hadn't taken the time to get that trademark registered, I probably wouldn't have won that case. Now, if you have a registered trademark, when someone tries to trademark something similar in that class, the examiner will red flag it. And in this online space, there are so many people that will disregard a cease and desist. Having trademark protection is vital and it can work in your favor. Now, you have to police your trademarks. I, I won't make any qualms about that, but if you're not protecting what's yours, that means someone can come in and take it. And you don't want that because getting a trademark takes time and money. Why would you want to throw money in the trash, right? So you have to police those trademarks and make sure no one else is using them. And then you must be ready to defend those trademarks, which could actually get very costly. Getting a trademark isn't as easy as you think. They have to be distinctive to gain protection. Derivatives of names that are already trademarked and well-known, they are hard to trademark. And so the key is in being distinctive and have a market identity. While being associated with your brand gives it strength, it does come in handy, additionally, when you have to defend it. When I talk about IP and trademarks and copyrights and things of that nature, many people get confused when thinking about trademarks and copyrights, but there are differences. Trademarks are registered with the USPTO and they only last 10 years. They protect any logo, name, or symbol used for branding your goods and services in your business. Copyrights, on the other hand, they are registered with the Library of Congress and they protect creative works like books, songs, films, and other things like that. They last for the life of the original owner and then 70 years after that. Copyrights are strong, protected strong. If you have an invention, process, or method that's unique, or solves a problem in a useful manner, and of course it's non-obvious, you may be able to get a patent. Patent protects those inventions and patents last for 20 years. So when you have a patent, you have the exclusive rights to use, manufacture, import, ship, sell, or make your invention available for sale. Now, the one thing about patents people don't understand is they don't all fall into the same category. There are three different types. You have utility patents, which are the most common, and they protect any physical inventions, processes, and chemicals. Most people refer to this kind of patent when they're actually talking about patents. But then you have design patents, and they actually protect the appearance, design, or form of an item. And last but not least, you have plant patents. Yes, that's definitely a thing. And they protect the development of a new variety of plant through asexual reproduction in a control setting. I know it sounds confusing and it's always good to do your research before you even go into that particular part of patents. When they say your patent must be not obvious, they're meaning that anyone with ordinary skills in that area wouldn't have come up with the idea with basic logic. And so they actually take it very serious when they say that it must be truly unique or unknown wherever the patent is being applied for. And of course, it must pass a test of being useful. While patents are wonderful, and when you get one, congratulations, but you must know that the process for getting a patent is very long and tedious. It can take years. You also have one year to file for that patent once you reveal your intention. And the crazy thing about it is, 
you have to reveal that invention to the public in full detail so people will know about it. Once you put it out there on the market or once you let people know about it, you have to immediately register to get that thing patented. Now let's talk about trade secrets. These are the things that make your product or service truly unique and it provides a competitive edge. The protections for trade secrets, they're usually through non-disclosure agreements and licensing. The legal protection in trade secrets is somewhat limited. If you reveal that secret, it's no longer identified as a trade secret and you won't have that protection from someone who reverse engineered your product to find out what you actually used or someone who developed the same process or formula. The key is in keeping that secret under wraps so that you can reap the benefits for years to come. A perfect example is Pepsi, Coke, Dr. Pepper, the KFC recipe. All of those things are trade secrets and they have been tried and true for years. Some people may actually think that it's not worth the time and effort to register your IP. And I get that because it can be expensive. But for me, I say that's not true. With so many knockoffs and copycats in this digital space, it's definitely worth it. And then what happens if someone likes your name or another one of your assets and files the trademark or patent before you do? They'll end up owning it and you'll end up rebranding, right? That means that you could have saved money by registering a trademark instead of having to spend more money to rebrand everything. Remember when I said you have to protect your trademark? I actually meant it. Even if you have a valid trademark, people will still use your trademark and challenge you to do something about it. And one of the things people don't understand is you may own a trademark, but someone else can still go and get the domain of that trademark. It's a very, very slippery slope and tricky process. Now, one thing you should know about IP rights, they are based in your country unless you have an additional international application. IP rights are country by country. Depending on how you do business, you may have limited protection across countries, but that's not universal. So doing your homework is key. And when you're being strategic about your business, IP should be at the top of the list because that's what makes your brand unique. It must be a vital part of your overall business plan, and you should have a good management and protection policy to ensure your position. So I want to leave you with a few tips to help develop a strong IP brand. Number one, be unique and don't be a copycat. Make sure your brand identity can be legally protected. Number two, don't step on anyone's IP. Do the research to make sure you aren't using someone else's. Number three, make sure your brand identity is not that hard to protect. Number four, evaluate the risk of using a particular brand name, logo, and tagline. Do the research. Number five, Quickly protect any ideas that can be patented. Remember, once you put it out there, you must move quickly to protect it. Number six, protect your trademarks. If it's associated with your new identity and you're all in, register it. Number seven, protect your copyrights. Again, if it's associated with your brand and your identity, register it. Number eight, don't use false markings. Use the right symbol. If you've applied for a trademark, use TM. You can only use the R with the circle if it is federally registered. That means TM, SM, the copyright symbol, and patent pending must be used the right way. You could get in trouble if you don't use it the right way. 
manage your IP. If you have someone who created a logo or another work, they must transfer those rights to you or you don't own it. Yes, I know by this time you're like, what? If someone creates a designs a logo for you, or if someone creates some kind of design for you or writes something for you, and they don't have a contract releasing that information to you or releasing that logo to you and all of the rights, guess what? You cannot trademark, copyright, or patent it because you don't own it. Make sure your paperwork is in order and anyone who designs anything for you that you are going to use as part of your brand identity, you have to have the rights to it. And finally, get help. When you aren't sure, go to an IP attorney. You'll definitely thank yourself later. Go follow me on Instagram at The Right Mix and Color My Brands. And let me know what you think about the podcast because I love hearing from you. Sign up for my weekly Brand Bits newsletter at bit.ly backslash getbrandbits dropping every Tuesday. And of course, we're on every single week. Have an amazing day. Until next time.